0: Hey, it's Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman, and I am glad to be with you today. And I pray that you are in a safe place with a pen and paper, and you have time for something I want you to contemplate. When, as you know, from the last couple of podcasts, we're talking about um, how to build your confidence, how to increase your faith, how to live an impactful life. And an area that myself, and I would recommend for every person to examine, is the area of forgiveness. I will tell you, in working in healing and deliverance for over 10 years, that something that I realized in my own process of forgiveness, that as Christians, we always tell people, you have to forgive. We tell people, you won't be free till you forgive. And those words sound great and will even say, I forgive the person. But I would challenge you to search your heart for forgiveness is, is deeper than that. Yes, you can say the words. And I've said the words and I've ministered to people, even people in ministry who have told me, oh, I was over that years ago. And we either go to pray for what their request is or in their conversation, I can hear the unforgiveness still bring damage to their lives. And so what I'm going to talk to you today about, it's about forgiveness, but it's with a little different grace or flavor because I'm not looking for you just to say the words. I'm looking at, I want you to look at how the actions that you've forgiven have affected your life. And when you look at how it's affected your life, I want you to ask the question, is it still not affecting, is it still affecting your life? So let's use an example so that we can make this maybe a little clearer. I've done ministry where women were looking for breakthroughs and maybe they were molested by their parent or molested on a date. And so when we're going to pray, and I'm just going to use anxiety. They're struggling with anxiety and they wanted to get prayer for anxiety. And I'll ask a simple question Um, do you think there's any area of unforgiveness, you know, operating in your life? And I've learned that even that question that I've reworded, because people always will say, especially Christians, Oh, yes, I've forgiven everyone. Now, why do we say that? We say that because we know Christians speak. We know that as a believer, and as a good person, and as a person who claims to know Jesus, that we have to do that. But guess what? What we're giving is lip service and not heart or soul service. We're not searching. Ooh, I'm feeling good about this. We're not searching our heart about forgiveness. We're not searching our walk with Christ when we say we forgive we're searching what? Pleasing man. We're searching for the right words that we know we need to say so that we sound like the good Christian. Well, that's double-edged sword because the reason why you need prayer, the reason why you need healing is because you're not in a good place. So the last thing you need to do is then try to put up the face, put up the mask of, I don't know why I'm not getting blessed. You know, I believe, I tithe, I do all of this stuff. There's always a reason. Why? Because of a mindset. So when you've come for prayer because you're dealing with anxiety and, you know, I'll ask further questions about, You know, where does this happen? How often does it happen? Or maybe, when did this start happening? Somehow, the link always comes back to an area where there's unforgiveness. And in this one, I'll use the anxiety was that when she's home alone in the evening, she just gets nervous. And didn't know out of the blue why getting nervous. By the time it was, by the time we got to where we got to, it was around the time in the evening of when she would get molested regularly. And the enemy is tricky. She didn't think of that herself because it had been so long and she had been you know, going about her life. And so when she got to that point, she was like, huh, never thought of that. I wonder why that would bother me. Wow. I wonder why that would bother me. Could that be you? Could that be me? There's so many areas that we deal in, deal in when we talk about forgiveness is deeper it is a soul search. It is a heart search. It is work. It is a spiritual journey that you're going on. It is not a one liner. It because we have pain etched with the with whatever happened to us, whether it's disappointment, whether it was going hungry, whatever it is, that pain is linked to your flesh. And until you deal with the circumstances, the outcome, the ramifications of this injustice that was done to you, you know, whether someone was scolded and they wet the bed, and so now as an adult, they have a different reaction, they can be linked. So when we say, that we've forgiven someone or someone tell us quickly on how they've forgiven you. Maybe you've done something to someone that they have said to you, I forgave you. You know the question to ask, how did you forgive me? What was the process you went through to forgive me? And this is when we're not talking. I mean, there are simple things. Maybe you didn't get invited to a party. And so you had to forgive the person for not inviting you and they apologized. We're not talking about that stuff. But sometimes if that happens repeatedly, repeatedly, you start to believe something about yourself. Right? I have no friends. Nobody invites me anywhere. I'm not popular. And guess what spiral? That takes you down a spiral of lies and, and just that action alone. Could lead to you needing to forgive someone. It's not about that you didn't get invited to the party, it's forgiving them for how it made you feel. When someone is molested, how do they feel? Unimportant, unloved. They feel they could have bitterness, they can have anger, they could have rage. And they can later say that, oh, they forgave and and moved on. But in their daily life, do you see the residue from the experience that they had? You know, I've met people who, uh, a gentleman once that, I just noticed he had this incredible um, attraction to women who were successful and had money. And during a conversation, he expressed that three out of, you know, probably probably four out of the seven days he would come home. There probably wouldn't be light in his place. And he lived in poverty. So as an adult, Because of how his mom had him live, he only wanted to date women who could ensure, which he didn't know this, only dated women who were money. He didn't care what age they were. They could be older. They could be whatever. But what was he living with? He was living with that trauma from a child coming home, no electricity, no food, going hungry. And and what healing did he need? Because in his mind, whoever could provide that for him is who he wanted to be with. So although he, his mom had passed and he had forgiven her, he was still living captive. He was living as her captive in that same child mind, that same child body. In those same circumstances, when he went home to his house to worry about the electricity, to worry about food, inside, he was still dealing with those emotions. So when we talk about forgiveness, we like to, I'm going to read you two scriptures that we like to use, but do we use them adequately? Because I believe If we really examine, examine when you look at your life and say, this isn't working, that isn't working. Is it all linked to unforgiveness? No, some of it's just bad choices that we make. But are there choices that you make, actions that you take and speak to people in a certain way based on something that was done to you? We can use a simple one as relationship. Someone breaks your heart. You say you forgive him. How do you treat the next guy or the guy after that or the guy after that? Do you treat them open and willing to um, to what they say or are you judging? Well, you yeah, haven't told that before and I believed it. I'm not falling for it this time. Unforgiveness is still operating in your life. Because your behavior is securing the unforgiveness in your life. So, I think those examples give you a good idea about the work that ne- is needed with unforgiveness. Un- when you forgive someone, it comes with work, hard work. It comes with examining your behavior, your attitude, and your actions. I can think of three ministers right now that I know personally, who, when I've talked with them, and hear them, they have said, oh, I've forgiven him," blah, blah, blah. And they are continuing to live in unforgiveness because they don't see their actions. They don't see that they're actually lying to themselves and others. Because you can see it in their body language in the tone in their voice and how they can quickly quote the scripture but that's not coming from their heart. That's coming from I don't want anyone to know that I'm dealing in unforgiveness and we have to learn to be transparent people because until we're real and admit that we're a work in progress in a certain area We won't get free and we won't get help to become free. That's the whole point of healing. Healing helps expose your life, how you're living, what actions you're taking, what your behaviors are that are contributing to your life not being lived fully. And when unforgiveness is there, And this is the part that I always had to remind myself and really helped me with was that I am giving fuel. I'm giving ammunition to the devil to use against me, to attach me to this horrible incident. You know, if you've read Christian Warrior Woman, you know the story of my being kidnapped as a child. And how the Lord revealed the whole story when I was an adult. But the interesting thing is, I would have such traumatic dreams my whole childhood. I'm always running. I'm always running and someone is about to grab me and I disappear. It's like I become invisible. I wind up under a car. I have all these different powers that how I get away. But my question was, what am I running from? What is it that I don't know? Why am I always running in the dream and trying to get away? And why is it always a man that is trying to grab hold of me in the dream? And so when I later realized what my memory was and And what it was linked to, I realized that, wow, many of my nights when I should have had restful sleep, I was running. I remember feeling like I've fallen out the bed. I don't know if you've ever run and you're about to fall out the bed and you realize or you fall out the bed and you realize I was running in a dream and I fell out the bed. But our lives are being affected, maybe with yours, it's relationships. Maybe people say that you're just not open. You're just not trusting. It's linked to something. And is that link unforgiveness? What is that link? And so what I want to challenge you with is I want to challenge you to allow yourself to be free from pain, free from a burden, and free from the person because what helped me realize, I don't want to be linked to this pain, I don't want to be linked to this disappointment, and I don't want to drag this person through my whole life, that this winds up being my the center of my world, what I'm living around. Do you realize when you don't forgive or don't learn to heal, that you're circling The mountain of pain, shame or whatever has been done to you and everything in your life is poisoned by this possible person or this experience. I hope that gives you the encouragement to say no person is worth your whole life. No person is worth your behavior and your thoughts being victimized by that activity. But instead, that you can choose to do one of two things. You can choose to do nothing and continue living the way you're living and having your success in your career, and your relationships with your children. Have it continue. Or you could choose to either do a dear God letter, because not always You're able to confront your person, whether it's a parent, whether it's a family member, whether it's a stranger. But what you can do is write a Dear God letter. What's a Dear God letter? It's a letter that allows you, like David did, to release your emotions. But what I want you to deal with, because we're talking about forgiveness, is to release how this situation or this pain or this thing that happened has affected your life. How it's affected the way you think about yourself, about other people, about um, what good things could happen to you. And that's what I want in your Dear God letter. And I want you to give it to God and ask God to take this away and that you, this is what you want to forgive. You want to forgive living, feeling shame, you feeling like a shameful, dirty person. You want to to live free and, and know that you're smart, you're bright, you're beautiful, and that you're wonderfully made. Whatever it is that this experience has led you, what it's led you to feel think about yourself or your life, or even how God feels about you. I want you to put it in a letter. And I want you to pray over this letter. And I want you to say, I forgive this person. And I want you to look at that letter. And you name each of those things. And you say, I break agreement with you. I will no longer allow you to be attached at my womb. I am going to deliver forgiveness and release you out. You know, you're going to let this go like the waste of your body. This thing that you're holding on to is affecting your health. It's affecting your arteries. It's affecting your brain. But it's affecting your joy and your happiness and your future. So you're going to write All these things, whether you share it with someone else or not, you're going to share it with God and you're going to share it with yourself because healing is about you. It's about how do I get myself free? How do you get yourself free from the burden of somebody else's pain that's been done to you? This isn't letting them off the hook. This isn't taking away what has happened to you, but what it is taking away that that incident or what that person did to you doesn't define your whole life. It doesn't steal your future joy and happiness and success. And what you're reclaiming is that new birth. You know, we talk about when we get saved, and we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that we are, we are reborn. When you've experienced traumatic, painful hurt, You need a rebirth, and that rebirth comes from healing. It may not be a day. It may not be a week. It may not be a month, but every day you are shedding that layer of pain, and that's what I want to talk about in forgiveness. I am so tired of people sharing with me that they've forgiven their ex-husband who did all these shameful things to them. But when I ask them, "Have you, um, have you been out to eat, or been out on a date, or met anyone?" Oh, I don't want to meet anyone. Why would I want to meet anyone? I don't need to live that kind of life. I'm fine by myself. What do you think? I'm, what do you think you're hearing? Forgiveness isn't really there when we forgive, and when we go through the healing, we feel free we feel like a new person, we feel born again, and we are open to experiences because now we know who we are. And we're living in our real identity and not living in the lie or the shame or the fear of what's happened to us. So I want you to take that step back. And I want you to look at your behavior of why you feel you may be coming up short on where you would hope your life would be. What are some of your behaviors? What are kind of the what are some of the words that you speak about yourself, or about your opportunity, and about your future, your relationships? Examine those words and see if they are tied to maybe words a parent has said to you when you were young or a sibling, or who knows, a pastor or a leader? Are those words linked to a lie spoken by someone else that hurt you? And what I want you to do is take those incidents one at a time before the Lord in that letter format and break agreement with it and set yourself free from that person. Let that person be free as well to not allow them to continue to suck the life out of you and to steal and attach to your bloodline. I hope this helps you today. I hope it makes you take inventory and take stock of your heart. It is such an important organ to guard in the physical and in the spiritual. What comes out of your mouth comes from a place place deep within inside you. And what I pray for each of you is what comes out of your heart is life and abundance and joy and freedom to know that Jesus has set you free, broken all the shackles that may be attached to you, your bloodline connected with this other person's bloodline to cut that blood source and that you can live in your own flesh and in your own experiences and live your own life in freedom then you know that you are free and you forgave and you no longer feel the attachment to someone else i want to read you a couple of scriptures and so in Luke 17:3 through 4 so watch yourselves if your brother or sister sins against you rebuke them and if they repent forgive them even if they sin against you 7 times in a day and 7 times come back to you saying i repent you must forgive them so we read those words and we just think okay I just have to say the words, but it's deeper than just saying the words. It's living the words. In Ephesians four thirty one to 32, the Lord tells us, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. What does the Lord say? Get rid of it. How do you get rid of it? One step at a time, one hurt at a time. Do we have things to be bitter about? Probably. Do we have things to have rage about? Probably. Anger, brawling, and how do I use our tongue to talk about other people? Man, we need to use that in the church often and much. And we need to stop talking about people. So, in Matthew six fourteen to 15. For if you forgive other people, when, then sin, when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive you. So imagine you're not forgiving, folks. And now you have the Lord's curses upon you for lack of forgiveness and lack of breakthrough. So the forgiveness is for you. It doesn't leave that person to whether it's the law, or it's to God. But for you, the choice is to forgive to, to have freedom. And it's a process. We might start, you know, you hear people say fake it till you make it. Well, you have to expose yourself. Did I say this was easy? You have to expose yourself to what what effects did those those experiences, those painful things that you want to forgive, what were the ramifications? What was the outcome? Maybe you married the wrong person. Maybe you took the wrong job. Maybe you moved somewhere. Maybe you struggled in poverty. Maybe you was a single mom. There are so many things that it could possibly be, but choose you you are more important. Your life is more important. God has more in store for you than the encounter with that person or those people. So I pray you have a blessed evening. And I pray that you send me messages about setting yourself free and allowing yourself to receive love to receive compassion and to experience laughter. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.